Welcome to the show, my fierce and unstoppable sisters. You have just arrived at a place where we believe in the transformative power of healing the mind, body, and soul. If you're here, I know you're ready to overcome the trauma, fear, and self-doubt that has been holding you back. Because that was me not that long ago, feeling so alone and like I could never fully heal and move forward. But let me tell you this, it is possible to break free, to heal, and to thrive. But I'm also going to be real with you, it's not going to be easy. Healing is hard work and it takes courage to face the past. But you didn't come here for easy, did you? You came here for transformation. And through my own healing, I learned the key to unlocking our truest selves is by learning to love ourselves deeply and stepping into our power and intuition. So if you're ready to do the work, if you're ready to dig deep and explore the power of emotional healing, spiritual growth, and physical gains, come join me on this transformative journey that can free you in ways you never thought possible. Hello, and welcome back to She Wakes Up. There's been a lot going on in my world. I don't know about you. It is definitely feeling more springy out there and I've been outside a lot more. We actually found our first few hand, like a handful of morel mushrooms. Today, my son and I went out in the woods um, and it's actually something him and I used to do when I stayed home with him the first couple years after I had him and I would put him in the baby carrier and we would walk out in the woods and he would just love being out there and we would see all the wildlife and just being out in the fresh air. But then usually he would zonk out in the carrier and his little heavy head would be (laughs) off to the side. Um, But good memories. And now he's four going on five. And we went out there today and we found nine morale mushrooms and we just love it. It's something that we do together. So I am enjoying this. It just Uh, gives you all the good feels this time of year. So I hope that you are feeling the good things too. Um, Tonight is actually a full, um, not, excuse me, not a full moon, a new moon. So I intend to do with the new moon ritual tonight. And there's uh, an eclipse. So there's a lot of big energy happening right now. So if you've kind of been feeling in a rut lately, or just like not connected, I know for me, I haven't been feeling as creative. I've been feeling a little overwhelmed with everything that I'm trying to get organized in my life and my business. And so I just know that now this time we're having a shift and there's going to be high energy and good things coming. So, you know, everything comes in phases, ebb and flow. You know, I mean, we try to have this positive mindset 90% of the time, but we do have to understand that the lows are going to happen and the the better that we can prepare because it's inevitable right the better we can prepare and the better our coping mechanisms are for those lows the quicker we'll be able to come up out of that but it happens to all of us you know even on the best days even for everybody that looks like they're living it up you know everybody has their lows so if that's been you lately, know you're not alone, and hopefully the high vibe energy that's happening right now in the universe, the shift will affect you too, and we'll be on the up and up together. And just a few things going on in my world that I'll share with you right now. Um, we're still having enrollment open for the mastermind that the doors are going to close here at the end of this month. It will start the first week of May. That's six weeks. It's very intimate, one-on-one, like deep dive into creating your life of limitless abundance and finding that financial and time freedom that you are really looking for. And everybody's version of luxury and millionaire vibes are different. So for me, 
my idea of luxury is being able to do what I just did and leave my nine to five working for somebody else to pursue my business full time as a mindset coach and doing this because this is my passion. This is my purpose is to pour into you, not to a corporation that's just going to screw me over in however many years <laughs> that I make it there. Um, and I just want to spend more time with my family. Like that means the world to me today. For example, it was a Thursday. I was out in the woods at two o'clock with my son hunting for morel mushrooms. You know, those are the types of time and money freedoms that I'm looking for. I don't necessarily need to have a collection of cars and, you know, live in this big mansion and have the baller life. Like it, to me, I just love the simplicity and uh, I want to just be home with my family because at the end of the day, that's what matters most to me. So if you are wanting to up level in your life and have that time and money freedom, make sure that you check out, I'll put in the show notes all the details about that, but up until Saturday, so actually like Friday at midnight, the sale ends. We're doing a sale. Um, it's kind of like a flash sale for $555 off, and that is for either the pay in full option or the 12 month payment plan. And if you need an extended payment plan or you want to talk about other ideas and possibilities for you, if you know like this is the space that you need to be in right now, we just want to create a community of like-minded women that help support one another to level up because we know that it's not something that you can really discuss in your day-to-day life with your everyday people and We want to create that community for you. So we understand things happen, but we also understand, you know, the the, the urgency, the not wanting to wait and all that kind of thing. So check out the details in the show notes. Um, If you have questions, just send me an email or DM at She Wakes Up and I'd be happy to clarify anything that you have floating around in your mind. Um, so that'll be in there. And then I am working on a third podcast. So it, most of you know that as part of this collaboration with Stephanie and doing the mastermind, we have the Millionaire's Mindset podcast as well that airs once a week. And it's all about that manifesting, that limitless abundance, um, checking in with your limiting money beliefs and helping you with your financial freedoms. And right now I'm working on a third podcast with a friend of mine and it's going to be a little controversial and I'm super excited. So stay tuned for more information on that. And also I'm in the works of creating a website because this whole time, so I've been doing She Wakes Up for a little over a year now. I've just been using my link tree and I feel like I need to make things more official and have a place where you can go and check out all the things. So in the meantime, Just go to my link tree if you are wanting to connect with me in any way outside of this podcast or if you have questions or if you want to work with me one-on-one, we do coaching, or like I said, if you want to hop in that mastermind, all the details will be in the show notes. So that's a little summary of what is going on in my world on a business standpoint. Um, And I just love to connect. Like I keep seeing you guys popping up on my social media and I'm absolutely loving it and I love engaging with you like you are the reason why I do what I do so keep it coming please I love 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 hearing all of it share more of your stories I'm here to support you I resonate with a lot of what you're saying and so I will definitely reply to you every single time that you drop me a dm or email or anything I'm here for you babe So today, we're going to kind of expand on last week's episode when we talked about how you know for sure that you're healing from trauma, and we're going to go into the five stages of healing, and this is healing from any sort of circumstance or trauma, loss, anything that would cause you to grieve. So this could be 
uh, a loss of a pet, a loved one, um, loss of a relationship, partner, um, being in a relationship that's toxic or broken or abusive, any sort of like childhood trauma, anything related to healing. This is what this episode is for. So we're going to talk about the five stages of healing. So we're just going to dive right in. And stage number one of healing, if you have ever taken any sort of like psychology 101, or you've even just read a little bit about the stages of healing, you'll know that these five stages are the same across the board. And it's literally like the hierarchy of needs. If you're familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, where you have to have your basic needs met before you can attain the next level of needs and so on and so forth. The same thing happens with the stages of healing is you have to go through each stage consecutively. And sometimes you might waver between a couple different stages depending on you know the level of trauma or loss that you were experiencing. But regardless, the stages are the same. And in order to go to step two, you have to complete and go through step one. Like you typically would not see somebody that would jump around from automatically having loss or trauma to then going into step five, which is acceptance. Like you're not going to see that. There are these stages and they happen in order. So the first step is grief and denial. And this might be something that you've experienced. I know I've experienced personally when, you know, the loss of a loved one, for example, or you hear word on social media or you get a phone call or something that somebody that you know and that is close to you has passed away. And maybe this was unexpected. Maybe this was something that you knew, you know, they had a terminal illness and it was just a matter of time. Um, I really don't know that there is an easier way, honestly. Like my husband and I have talked about this before. Like, I don't know if it would make it more difficult or easier if I knew that something was going to happen and I only had X amount of days or, you know, like a loved one of mine. I don't know. But that first stage, regardless of what is happening, you will have the grief and denial where you are mourning the loss of that loved one or you're mourning the loss of something that you can't get back. You're mourning the trauma that happened. You're trying to work through the emotions that you're feeling and the denial of this didn't really happen. They cannot be gone. This is just a dream. You know, you might even actually have dreams about it and realize that you're waking up and it was in fact a reality and I've had dreams like that and they suck because for a minute you really do think that you're living in this dream and that's not the case like when you sleep is the only break you actually get during this stage Um, especially if it's somebody that was really close to you or a very traumatic experience sleep is really the only thing if you're able to get sleep And then you dream about it, waking up to it feeling like a dream, and then you realize it's not. That sucks. If you've ever experienced that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, So you have to go through that. And grief sometimes sets in immediately for some people in some situations. And for others, the grief doesn't hit them until like the calming after all of the chaos. You know, when somebody close to you passes away and you've ever had to go through this, you know that it's like boom, 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 boom. Gotta notify people, gotta set things up, gotta have the funeral, you know, the burial ceremony, the celebration of life. Boom, boom, boom. It happens so quickly. And you honestly don't have enough time to process what's going on until 
the family starts to leave town, your friends stop reaching out, you know, and it, it feels lonely and you feel still in that like disbelief that it happened, that denial. But all of a sudden, days, weeks, months go by and you haven't been able to pick up the phone and talk to that person or you haven't been able to, you know, go to so-and-so's house and, and visit them or you still have triggers from the trauma that happened that you cannot overcome. And so this grief and denial stage can last a very long time uh, because it is just dependent on how quickly you process this. And for you, it could be quick for some person and take you a longer amount of time for somebody else or some other experience. And the same thing, I like to say that everybody processes everything differently. So you could put you know, 50 people in the same exact circumstance and every single person is going to have a different reaction. The same thing happens with grief and denial. So, you know, somebody that is close to you and is close to the person that you lost, for example, you might have a very similar bond connection with that person that you just lost, but the two types of grieving are going to be completely different. And so it just really depends on you and the circumstance. And there is no right or wrong amount of time um, to really come out of that. And I think regardless of that initial grief and denial, years and years pass by and you still might feel some sort of that grief because honestly, it affects everybody for the rest of their life, right? This isn't just something that comes and goes and then you can just forget about it. When I was a young kid, my parents' best friends, my dad actually grew up with the dad, and we all were really close, like, family friends, and they had two older boys, and then they had their youngest son, who was only a couple weeks younger than me, and he was actually born on my mom's birthday, and because my parents and their friends were always together, us and the boys, like, me and the boys were always together, and I was an only child, so, like, they were my family. And they were the older brothers that, you know, I never had. And then the littlest one was right around my age. So we were buds. I mean, there's pictures of us for three years old and he's riding me around the yard on his three wheeler, you know. And so like we were buds and he passed away when we were five. So I just remember very, I I remember very little because I wasn't as involved, obviously, because I was so young and my parents didn't want me to be a witness of all of that and, you know, experience that at such a young age. And honestly, I wouldn't have understood it anyways, but I am now 36, gosh, I'm 36 and it just blows my mind. I still think about that now that I have a four-year-old, almost five, uh, it's very triggering for me to think about my son around water. Now we have a boat and we boat every summer and we've we've taught him about safety. He's taken swim classes. He knows his boundaries and he never goes out of a certain uh, boundary without his boat coat is what we call his life jacket. And there's still always a part of me that will never forget that the young boy that I was best friends with when we were five drowned when we were five, right around my son's age. And so that is something that I never really grieved because I guess, you know, I was so young to really understand. But I remember the parents' reactions. I remember my parents' reactions. 
Um, I remember talking about him years after. I remember his mom talking about going to visit his grave, which I still have never been to. Um, and like, I'm just pouring it out on you, aren't I? <laughs> like, I'm just opening up. Um, but it just, it, it goes to show you that the grief and denial, it can come and go. Yes, it is step one and you do have to go through that, but that's not to say that the grief won't ever come back because grieving a loved one is something for a lot of people, a lifelong process. You know, you never really forget. Um, and when birthdays and holidays and things like that come along or you have, you know, a child similar in age to the child that you experience losing, you know, like those things come up. So it's okay to continuously grieve. Just know that that is step one. Step two is anger. When you are just so upset that wasn't fair, the person that you lost or the experience that happened to you shouldn't have happened. And it did. And like there is really no lengthy description necessary to talk about step two other than if you've ever grieved or if you've ever seen somebody grieve before, they can be more irritable. You know, little things upset them more. They're just angry. And sometimes if you're not understanding that that person is grieving, you might overlook and feel like that anger is aimed at you, but it's not. It's just this person is going through the grieving process and they don't know how else to really express their emotion other than they're just angry because they know that they are out of control. They cannot bring this person back. They cannot take back that experience. And they go through all the like, what if, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, we've all been there, you know, shoulda done this, coulda done that, if only, and we can, we can blame and we feel that shame and ultimately we are just so angry that there is nothing that we could do. We can no longer turn back the hands of time and prevent what happened, right? And now we just have to stew on this emotion that we are left to feel. And step three is bargaining. And this could look like the shoulda, coulda, woulda, but taking it a step further and wishing that your life be taken in place of the life that you lost or the pain that you felt be, you know, put on something else in your life rather than what happened to you or the pain that a loved one is experiencing be put on to you and taken from them. You know, just like when you have sick kiddos at home, if you're a parent and you just see them so like their eyes are, you know, bloodshot and heavy and you can just tell they don't look good and they're not their normal exuberant selves. They're not playing like they want to. They don't have an appetite and they just look so miserable. And all you want to do is take away their pain and comfort them because you, it hurts your heart to see them when you know how full of life and fun and happy and easygoing these kiddos are on a day-to-day basis. But when an illness knocks them down, oh, it just breaks your heart and you want to take that from them so that they can go back to living that life, you know? Um, and so this is the bargaining of like, please take take this from them and put it on me. I, like, I, I need this and they didn't need this and I should have been the one, you know, you look at any parent that has lost a child and that is not the way that it's supposed to be, right? You're never intended to bury your own children. 
and so a parent will sit there and just say, you sh- you know, take me instead, you know, save my kid. This isn't how the way it's supposed to happen. And it's a hard process because it's the reality that nothing can be done. And again, it's that feeling out of control and feeling helpless that leads to the bargaining. And it's almost like a last resort, like, come on, my only last wish is this. Can you please, please, please like make me wake up from this nightmare and allow me to have more time or let me take back all the bad things that I did. You know, you start to blame and shame yourself and feel like this is because of something you did or didn't do. Um, So that bargaining is really real and it's really raw. And somebody that is going through this phase of grief could really use additional support because they start to internalize that grief and recognizing that there there really isn't anything that they can do. It is beyond their control. And that's a heavy feeling. So then this can lead into step four, which is depression and just not finding joy in life anymore, not feeling like there's a reason to live yourself. Um, Just really coming to that point of, I have tried, I have begged, I have been angry, I have been sad, I have prayed, um, I had asked for forgiveness, I have reached out to everybody that I know and to see if there's anything anybody can do. And you just come to this conclusion that this is your new reality. And so the depression really can hit heavy in the fourth phase of grief. And again, this is where somebody could really use some support counseling if they're not already in some sort of counseling because grief counseling can be very therapeutic and helpful for somebody that has dealing with healing and not just for loss, but again, for that trauma piece having somebody to really talk through. I know it might feel uncomfortable to have those conversations, especially if it's fresh. It's almost like pouring salt into a wound. But I talk about this all the time in that when we hold onto our emotions and we suppress them and we push them further and further down because we don't want to deal with them because they suck and they're hard and we don't want to feel like shit 24-7, it is actually good And you will walk out of therapy feeling a lot better, like you have emptied a part of you out that you have just been stewing on for so long that can cause those depressive symptoms to be even worse because you're just carrying around this weight. So the sooner somebody can have that support, the better, because it'll help you go through these stages a lot smoother. Not necessarily faster. We don't put a time limit on this, right? It is everybody's own pace and what they need and how they grieve. But it can help to lessen that burden to make you feel like you're alone and that you're having to deal with this by yourself and having to suppress those emotions can be very beneficial to have somebody to talk about. So even if you have somebody that is a close friend, family member that understands, um, just talk about it. Write it out and talk about it. Get it out so that it's not sitting there inside of you deepening that depression. And then the last step is step five, and that is the acceptance piece. So acceptance, again, can come at any point, and it just depends on how you grieve and how you get through it. Um, And a lot of that also depends on the support you have. You know, there's a lot in that grief cycle that 
really depends on having adequate support. Um, So you come to this stage of acceptance and that is exactly what it is. You have just come to terms with the fact that you have endured this. The pain is real. The loss is real. The trauma is real. This is now a part of your story. This is permanent. This is, you know, a chunk taken out of your heart. However you want to look at it, like a piece of you is missing and a part of your story is gone and not necessarily wiped from your memory. You know, hopefully you have good memories that you want to hold on to, but that acceptance is raw and real and you just understand this is your new reality. This is how you're going to move forward. This is the rest of your existence. You have to work with this. You know, you were given these cards and it's time to play them. And even if it's not the hand that you wish for, the hand that you never foresaw in your life, the reality is here it is, right? And this is where we can learn to pivot and we can start to reflect back on our lives and ourselves and how everything that we did before now is like literally a whole book. Because when you go through some sort of trauma or you lose somebody, it's literally like closing that book and opening up a new one. It's not even a new chapter. It's one book to another because now you're having to move forward with this completely new life experience, this completely new reality, and you weren't prepared for it. You know, even if you felt like you you knew it was coming, you know, how prepared are you really? So here we are at this crossroads of between like the depression that we just overcome and all these other emotions. And hopefully we were able to express them and release them and not feel like it wasn't okay to express them or that we felt like a burden on others who were supporting us. Hopefully, we were able to move through those. But that was heavy. That was a lot of work. That sucked. And you don't want to go through that for a very, very long time because you know it's inevitable. But you really hope that you don't have to go through that anytime soon. So here we are at acceptance. And... We just know that life goes on and we have all those memories. We have all those things that we can remember this experience by, or we have the, the part leading up to whatever traumatic experience happens. And now I get to start over. I get to start fresh. This doesn't have to mean that everything else from here is defined by what happened, right? Your future isn't defined by your past, so that means it's not defined by what happens to you in that. Meaning, like if you've lost somebody or you've gone through a very traumatic experience, that doesn't have to continue and be your reality forever. It's just a part of your story. This is where you are now. And now we get to choose how we're going to continue life. And for some people, they never come out of that depression They never get to the acceptance. Some people are in denial and they're bargaining. Some people always stay angry. Not everybody goes through those stages successfully. And it can be detrimental. 
So hopefully you're able to get the support that you need. You're able to work through those emotions. You're able to normalize how you're feeling and not feel shameful that it might be taking you longer or you're processing it differently than somebody else that you know that has gone through very similar, right? You just got to allow yourself to go through that and know that you will eventually, you know, go through the steps and hit that acceptance And it still doesn't make it go away. It doesn't make it easier. You're still going to mourn the person or the event that happened. But the acceptance gives you that peace to move forward, knowing that there's still more out there for you. Regardless of what has happened from this day before, right? Now you're at a place where you get to decide where you're going to go next. Life's still going to throw things at you, right? And It sucks, and we know that. And even though we know that, we can't really ever be prepared for that. So in the meantime, we just have to be present. We have to be grateful for what we do have in the present. That is something that is so helpful when you're going through loss and trauma is to be grateful for the good things because it can be really hard to see those things when you're in such a low place. So with this acceptance, we get to now choose, and we get to be grateful And we get to just know, you know, if you lose somebody, you can see how quickly it happens. And that could be you. That could be me. You know, we just don't know every single day. We have no idea what life has in store for us. So the only way to really be in this full acceptance is to just embrace the present and to be grateful that you get to take more breaths. You get to be here. There's still more to your story, and this is only a portion of your story. This took a chunk of your heart, but you have so much more heart left. And life isn't easy. Life is hard. Life is very grueling. However, if you look, if you're aware, if you pay attention, life can be pretty good. But you've got to see all the things that we've had to overcome. You've got to see through the pain and the suffering and the trauma. You got to see through the inevitable that more pain and suffering is going to come. And for me, it's just a reminder that we're not exempt from bad things happening to us. We really don't know when our expiration date is going to be. And we have no idea what's going to happen to us between now and our expiration date to really even prepare for it. So the best that we can do is be present, be grateful for what we do have, knowing that we have no set amount of time here. We have no idea what life is going to throw at us. So we just have to take the good for the good and work through the bad and knowing that that's a part of life. But there are ways to overcome. There are ways to grieve. There are ways to accept. And... We all go through it. We all do. You're not alone. There are so many of us that have experienced so much grief and trauma. And we're still here. We're still standing. There's a reason for that. You have a passion. You have a purpose to be here. And let the trauma, let the grief be a reminder that you have a gift. And that you're here. And that in and of itself is something to be grateful for. So when you're feeling hopeless, you're feeling angry, you're depressed, you're grieving, you don't understand, you want nothing more than to turn back time. Remember, you're still here. 
you can still make a difference. You can make a change. You get to decide how you move forward because we cannot turn back the hands of time. And as much as we want to, and as difficult as it can be, what has happened to us is written in the sky. And it's time to move forward. But know that the stages of grief are completely normal. And to continue to grieve and to never let go of the memories that have happened and to still be triggered by things is completely normal. But please see the light, be grateful for the breaths that you're taking, for the fact that you get to wake up in the morning, for the things that you have in your life. Cherish that because we never know when it's going to go away. We never know when we're going to go away. And the things that are beyond our control that have happened can take away from the things that we have to celebrate in our life currently. And let's not take advantage of the things that we have to celebrate in our life currently for the things that we don't have control over, the things that have happened in the past that we can't go back for. Be grateful. It's hard. It's real. And it's not the last time. I hate that. I really do. Like, I love life. I love being here. I think it's amazing and it's incredible that we are, you know, a small percentage of the odds of even being here in the first place. I am so lucky to be doing what I'm doing right here with you. But damn, I would sure change how it all ends. (laughs) But in the meantime, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for being here. And I hope you are too. So thanks for listening. I know this is more of a deeper episode, um, but these are the conversations that we have to have because they're hard and we all go through this. And I never want anybody to feel alone in the hard things. You know, we see all the happy things. We see people celebrating and leveling up 24-7. And it makes it really hard for somebody who's going through something deep and dark because we feel like that's not okay. You know, it's not socially acceptable. We don't we don't post that kind of stuff on TikTok, right? But it's equally, if not more important, to talk about these things than it is the fun and happy things too. It which, by the way, if you are feeling down after this episode, please go watch a funny movie. Go, you know, see something hilarious to change your mind. Just laugh. Go listen to some comedy talk to somebody, tell them to tell you a terrible joke. I don't know. Anything to just kind of get you out of this mood that you could potentially be in from this episode. You know, it's not my intention to ever upset anybody or to make anybody um, experience or be triggered or anything like that. So I just want you to know, though, it is part of the grieving process. It is completely normal. We're all going through some stuff, you know, like every single one of us is battling something every day. And it's just important that we can normalize and recognize those low emotions and not feel shameful or guilty for feeling them and allowing ourselves to feel them, but then remembering that it's important to have times where we can be light and fun um, because that's what's going to really help us. So, you know, pick up the phone, talk to a friend, have somebody make you laugh, turn on a a rom-com or whatever you need to do to just like perk yourself up after this because it can be a lot. And I don't want you to walk away feeling heavy. I want you to walk away feeling empowered and inspired. So please 
um, go laugh. Laughter is for sure the best medicine. So I will leave you with that. And I am looking forward to all the things that are coming. Please check the show notes and make sure you hop in the space with us. Um, We really want to dive in and be intimate with you and really help you get to that next level of freedom and with your finances, with your family, and just help you get on track to where you want to go because your dreams are as real as you are, sister. And uh, we want to be here to celebrate that. So check that out. And I will see you back here next week.